So. I just said fuck it. I did go out and see the Saw movie. Didn't catch the Jason Statham. Oh, wait, there's a Saw movie. Are you going to be talking yeah. about that on the podcast or With actually no? Jason... Because it wasn't the best thing I've seen all week. Okay, gotcha. So what ver- What number is that? Like Saw number Nine? nine what is... Yeah. Wow. Called, I was joking. Spiral. They're catching up to Friday the Thirteenth at this point. Wow. They're They're working on it. They're only a few <laughs> they'll away get from there me. soon. Yeah. I mean, because they used yeah. to do faithfully one a year, like Friday used to do. Oh, you were still mm-hmm. for a second, John. That was crazy. John was like, "Yeah, because uh, I don't think they're off the Wi-Fi like they're supposed to be uh, over in this ne- neck of the woods." That's too yeah. bad. I couldn't get my camera to work, so I get you, man. <laughs> so you said yeah, saw, and we all broke up like we were caught in a saw trap. Crack open a cold box of wine, or pour something cold on ice, because it's the binge watches podcast. So there's this uh, podcast award show, and uh, they want us to tell our audience about their awards, and uh, but in no way does it involve us hosting, presenting an award, receiving an award, or attending the ceremony. And they don't even <laughs> they don't even men- they don't mention us so, one bit. So you know, well, that's the thing. So either they okay. they respect our position in the industry, have googled us, or are aware of our presence in the world of podcasting, but. We're not good enough to be part of the ceremony. But by the way, tell your massive following audience, your plugged in audience, about where they can tune into our award show. But your podcast wow. is not involved. John, don't, <laughs> well, don't, talk, yeah, don't, okay. don't mention the so, award show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. perks are they offering? None whatsoever. None. Literally, literally nothing. Hey, guys. Uh, we don't want you to be like coming to our a party part or whatever. Uh, but... Yeah, Adam is a bad actor. <laughs> Adam's good as a director, a cinematographer. He's an okay writer, but he cannot act. So he had already heard the story about the podcast awards, and that was him throwing in. <laughs> hey, what? No, I haven't heard about it before. I, yeah, I told the group. I told the group in Messenger. Oh, I didn't. I was trying to. Sorry. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it's pretty much like you shot the thing, Adam, and then uh yeah, we're not gonna give you credit. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's <laughs> no, it's weird. like they're uh, having yeah. a party and they're like, yeah. there's a party going on, we need you to promote the party, but you're not invited to the party. Yeah. You're, we're, we're, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. Cool Which so so the only way I can relate it is like this, like, okay, so we're like the, the dark horse of podcasting. So like but, horses. But mention are, us. Mention so, us. So so there's a it's massive horse race, right? In the valley or something, and like all these horses are there. There's like ten stallions, and they go, Oh yeah, look, that horse is pretty, that one's handsome, that one's a sure thing over there. What's this one over here? Oh yeah, look at that mm. horse. Oh yeah, that yeah, horse is the one that's that... gonna win. No, no, listen, that horse is here every week. Oh, it runs pretty well. Yeah, yeah. That horse is here every week and runs pretty well. Then ten races later, the other horses are getting tired. The handsome one, yeah, he looks good, but he lost the race. The other one. The pretty one, whatever they lost the race too, but they're good at autographs. This one, 
this son of a bitch over here has been running 10 races, still not fucking tired, and then wins the race, as Adam said, but he got to the punchline before I did. But yeah, that's it. Like, yeah, yeah. That's kind of that's kind of screwed up. That's like asking the nerd, like, hey, there's this cool party tonight. Can you hand out flyers? You can't come, no, but no, can no. you hand out flyers? You know what it's like? It's like Zach Morris asking you to do his homework so he can pass that. Yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't want to hang with you at the peach pit. Yeah, or yeah, no, yeah, no, exactly, not peach yeah. pit, or was it peach pit? <laughs> You're mixing yeah. up your 90s. Oh, no, 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 right? Oh, Sorry. my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, uh, my Max. The Max, that's what it is. My bad. Anyway, and so that's like a podcaster no-no, mix, mixing up your references there. The other yeah. no-no is I had sent out this limited edition uh, King Kong 76 Jeff Bridges special edition DVD that they just kicked out from, uh, was it Shout Factory, Dave? Yeah. 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 And uh, so what's funny is they've already sold out on Amazon and some other places. I saw people were already throwing that up online for like 70 bucks. We yeah, paid $23 no. a piece. I sent them to the whole crew. And then uh, Nick already popped his open, was watching it and sending us little videos. And then he, I, you, I loved it. You said, why is this movie twice as long as I remember? And I was like, oh, yeah. So you forgot when we were when we had it as a news story, we were talking about how they had the uh, extended version. lost TV broadcast. Yeah, that they yeah. only broadcast one time. So it's on there. It, it, it was actually kind of a cool movie, to be honest with you. I actually yeah, liked it, it, but it was very dramatic compared to the modern Kong. It was very like with John Barry's score. It's very, ooh, very intense. Kong, you know, this is my favorite King Kong, though. This is what? That one's my, this 76 is my favorite King Kong. Is it? Still, I can see why. Remember the yeah. 30s one? Yes. I give the thirty ones. I, I give I give the original the original credit for being the thing that kicked it off, but it's not my favorite version of King Kong. Yeah. I I mean, as of right now, the the old school one is still my favorite, but I haven't even seen the seventy six one. So as soon as it comes in, that's because you like your gorillas a little goofy. That's what it is. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I got it, but I haven't uh, cracked it open yet. The Blu-ray looks really don't good. Don't sell Actually, that shit on, on eBay. I know, right? No, don't as don't be as... fooled by that, dude. I I I'm big on home media. It's people will buy shit and just put it up there, like, oh, somebody's gonna buy it for that price. Except it's not worth that much. It's already on the market. You can go buy. It. It's not out of print. Nah, just, those I are just idiots that's just trying to like fool somebody into thinking, oh, you can't buy it right now. Well, no, you can. <laughs> the first run, the first run, the first printing sold out and like sold you out know, on certain vendors like Amazon. Okay, so I here's the, the thing because I do keep up with home media a lot. People are nuts about slip cases, the, the cardboard uh, sleeves that go on things. Yeah. They're like, they'll, if they'll buy later, like, oh, does it have the cart? Does it have the slip case? Oh, what? if it doesn't have the slip case, I don't want it. I'm like, but it's why not is that the such a big movie. deal? <laughs> Because collector, it's what the collector's market decide. That's like it's weird. Like oh. collectors' markets will decide this is worth something because it's cool looking. I don't know. That's weird. Oh well, hey, it does. Like the cool movies are the case. least important thing anymore. <laughs> it's weird. I just opened it up. I put it in that three hour movie, and I was like, wow, <laughs> this thing's long. But I it bet was good. you, if you if you went right now, you could go put list that slipcase on eBay for like five bucks, and somebody will buy it off of you. Uh, I'm not I'll even just, joking. I'll just oh, put so sell the slipcase then. I guess so. But no, anybody who's selling it for seventy bucks doesn't. They're just trying to like fool somebody into thinking that it's worth that right now. Yeah, they're setting a price and seeing if the market will respond to it. But I guess the question is you check completed listings and you look at all the green ones. And if it's selling for, you know, 50 bucks, then maybe it's a deal. At the end of the day, I would say collect, collect it, keep it. 
you know. Keep oh, yeah, collector. Yeah. Yeah. If you I get the DVD, good. you got you got three choices: collect, sell, yeah. or watch it. And the Blu-ray looks really clean. Actually, the Blu-ray is so clean that I could tell the flaws in the green screen. It's pretty fascinating to be like, wow, but it was 1977. I get it. But there are a lot of flaws. You can totally <laughs> I'm tell. I'm sorry, uh, Nick. I'm going to have to correct you on that. Uh, they didn't use green screen. Oh, no, blue they, screen. They You're right. Blue. You're right. Oh! <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, oh, dude. Totally caught me. Yeah. No, that was good. Thank you for it. Actually, thank you. Audience members would have been like, dude, what an idiot. Yeah, totally good shit. No, they, they yeah. wouldn't say that about you. <laughs> Yeah, they'd be mad at me for correcting you because you're so no, awesome. no, 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 no. So, uh, oh, uh, so, uh, so, John, what happened last week? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I thought we were. I feel like I should Kong. stop this stream and start another one. <laughs> no, this is perfect. this is great. I love the Kong. Pod. No, it's not. Oh, Jim's yeah. gonna give us another one star where it's coming. Uh, like it's Jim, I love you. Come on. When it man. drags, when it's dragging, there's too much dead air. But yeah, you're the Q guy. You're the Q guy. And I, I'm, I'm sorry. A trained, I'm a trained monkey. If I don't get the banana, I'm not going to do anything. You know what I'm saying? I was just so excited talking about Kong. That was all. Yeah, sure. Look, uh, that Jim is Captain Kirk, by the way. Yeah. Look at Big Mouth Adam. He's talking over everybody tonight. <laughs> What's funny is I'm going to mention Adam in like two seconds. The best part of last week's episode to me was Adam forgetting the definition of a staff pick, even though. We recommended to the audience, and it was going to be nominated as a staff pick, and it was his week to check to like present a movie as the staff pick, and then we spent like a good ten or fifteen minutes like razzing him. It's, it was all playful. It was good fun. It was good. That that made it that made the episode for me. So. Yeah. Actually, you know what? That kind of works because that reminds me of like bullshitting in a video store. Like, what the hell? Why would you pick that? Or like. I don't know. I just mm. remember those days of like, if you liked a movie that nobody else liked, everybody ragged on you if you worked at a video store. Yeah. So, well, that's that. why I'm worried about tonight's movie because on tonight's show, we're finally getting around to a movie that like is one of my favorite from uh, last year, The Wolf of Snow Hollow. So stick around after these home video headlines. We got our favorite bits, our staff picks for tonight, and coming attractions on tonight's episode <clears throat> of Binge Watchers Podcast. And in case you missed it before, here's the theme song again. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. And the reason I played it again was because <laughs> the lead up was supposed to get us right here in a more mm. timely fashion. And we were kind of all distracted. And I was like, oh, if I play the music right now, maybe we'll get into the show. <laughs> <laughs> we're into it, man. We're into and the it. internet and the internet was being a little wacky at the top. So who, who God knows what they heard at the beginning. Who knows? Who knows? Um, so, okay, let's read some headlines. Let's see what's going on. So the Bring It On is coming back. If you remember the cheerleader series of comedies from the... Was it the nineties, early two thousands when they did all these? I think it was like nineteen ninety nine or two. Yeah, so yeah. like Kirsten Dunst was in the earliest one, but we actually know one of the creators of the new one. They're doing a sci fi Halloween horror film, so it's Bring It On Halloween. It's going to be on Sci Fi Channel. 
Wow. I mean, is it genuinely going to be made as a horror movie or is this like, oh, it's bring it on in costumes? Well, the person that we know that's involved in the project, she's like a diehard horror fan and she actually is like a professor of horror films. So, and she's made a couple of horror films and she's, (laughs) she, she was part of uh, Fangoria's uh, podcast uh, company and then got moved over to, I don't know if she's on the new Fangoria or where her podcast is, but anyway, uh, (laughs) so, so yeah, so we maybe end up talking to her about this movie, but it's just kind of interesting because like those movies are about cheerleaders, they're comedies about rivalries between cheer rivalry. Rivalries between cheerleaders. Um, Fascinating. Hmm. Fuck you, Adam. The movies are hilarious. <laughs> All right. What? All right. The next headline the first one is, is I haven't seen swim... any past the first one. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, Adult Swim is producing some feature-length films for uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Venture Brothers, and Metalocalypse, which are going to get released on uh, HBO Max. What's I brought this headline up because I wanted to see if Dave and, and Adam would get into a little tiff because... They have a huge disagreement about at least Metalocalypse. I don't know what they say about having feature-length versions of the other shows. Venture Brothers is kind of like a spoof on Johnny Quest cartoons. And uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force is about literally a meatball that talks, a pair of french fries that talk, like a box of french fries that talks, and a a, a milkshake. And and their landlord lives next door, and he's like a douchebag. Carl, you know, yes, yeah, Carl, man. So, and hey, if they need a new though. voice actor for Meatwad, I can do that. <laughs> can you? Can you do that? Yeah. I can. Why don't you? Wow. Wait, 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 wait. What are you talking so about? You... I'm doing Meatwad right now. He like rolls around and gets dirt all in him and shit. <laughs> Whoa, Dave, that was really good. Oh, That's yeah, amazing. Really good. He's just <laughs> like an innocent Meatwad is like an innocent child that gets his hand on a Gat, you know, like a Glock yeah. 45. Yeah. That's what it is. He's like <laughs> he's like a child with loaded guns. That's what that Meatwad is. Yeah, that's didn't they awesome. cancel yeah, Carl? Like, they're fucking candy because I'm losing. <laughs> wow, dude, that's that what he good. would hold you up for candy is what he would do. <laughs> Isn't Carl and, cancelable? Just throwing that out there. Probably. I don't think so because he was always the idiot. He was always played and, as an idiot. I think you can get away with that stuff if Adam, you play them all, as an idiot. We're all Carl. So if you cancel Carl, you cancel <laughs> all of humanity. I'm not advocating he gets canceled. I'm just saying, yeah. like, um. I, where am I going with this? Oh, Metalocalypse. So the third one that they're going to produce a feature-length movie out is about like if Motley Crue had the power to save the world or destroy it. It's like a a bunch of supernatural happenings occur around a super famous metal band um, called Deathlock, right? But it's not actually Motley Deathlock, Crue, right? Yeah. Oh, Deathlock. No, no, no. no. I was okay, like, I'm like, that would be cool. Her. That'd be cool. Yeah. Pan- right? What Pantera or something? Yeah, Pantera, Metallica. Like they were like. I always thought it was like based off of the Metallica documentary where they were in like couples therapy and all that. Oh, was that <laughs> you know? some yeah. kind of monster? The yeah, the some kind yeah, of that, monster. That was a that was a good documentary. They also record an album at the bottom of the ocean, right? Yeah, yeah. they yeah. actually released two full albums off of the the show, and they're actually really good metal albums. Like they they actually put effort into like making good like solid music. Well, that's because the creator is the creator of also that cartoon home videos. And yeah. it's about him making, no, isn't it? making movies in grade school. It, it, I love Brendan those Smalls. Shows. I think his name is Brendan yeah. Smalls, but he's a real musician. That's why. So his music is actually pretty, yeah. pretty decent. Um, wow. But Adam doesn't like the cartoon. Yeah, I never got it. I it, it didn't resonate with me. Well, uh, like, like I was saying in our in our chat, it was like it's made for metalheads or people who love metal but know that metalheads are idiots because <laughs> like they clearly play up the anybody who like 
the they're all idiots. Like nobody, nobody in that group is smart. Well, they, they, they play the up their they shit. play up their rabid fandom. Like all the fans are getting killed and don't care. Their skin gets pulled off. They don't care. They get lit on right. fire. Like they it's don't almost care. an honor. <laughs> the band, the band at one point raises like an ancient troll from like Sweden or something because they they read a spell as one of their songs. And like, it sounds, it sounds amazing. They know <laughs> my favorite episode is actually the the rocks of the clown. The yeah, yeah, I was gonna say they they know a clown who reminds me Rock's of that. Elk. Yeah, it's a little bit like the clown that what's his name played Bobcat Goldthwait. Well, it's, it's supposed to be a riff oh, on David Lee Roth nice. in the eighties. Oh, really? Okay, so yeah, because it's like Roth, it's like his yeah. But a clown. I'm liking Bobcat. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to Aqua Teen Hunger so, Force and Venture Brothers. There's this other website that does some movie related stuff, and they've been uh, trying to get James Gunn's attention on Twitter with their articles or whatever. Or maybe he just happened to read their articles, so they're pretty good. But they were writing something about like, oh, here's the seven people that we think are going to die in the new Suicide Squad, and then they published uh, another article. Um, James Gunn says almost every Suicide Squad two character dies, and then uh, it's because. James what? Gunn had tweeted. He tweeted back to them. This is very optimistic, to say the least. In suggestions with their seven characters that die, so they're kind of speculating that oh, every single member or most like ninety percent of the Suicide Squad is destined to die in this movie, which wow. would be right on. Which would be on brand. You know, it'd be yeah, on yeah. Brand. You can bring have new theory. characters in, right? Yeah. I have a theory. I can. I have a theory that the opening, like before the titles. I think it's going to be like 15 minutes of like set up, like here's this character. And then and they're like, gone. They're, and they're then 90% are going to die in the first 15 minutes and you're down and, to like. And the promote the hell trailer. out of them in the trailer, in the promotion. So what they're going to do is they're going to run wild with the. Uh, I'm going to say John Cena is going to die. I'm going to say that right now. The Deadpool joke, you know, in Deadpool 2 where he right. gets X-Force together and X-Force is only in the movie for like five minutes. Spoiler yes. alert. <laughs> or like that part of MacGruber where like all the people are in one van and it gets exploded. <laughs> yes, I, I love that movie. Such an underrated gem. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. You know and what then, else is uh, good, guys? What's up? When you say spoiler alert after the spoiler, that's also good. Yeah, that's on brand for us. That's how <laughs> I know. I know. Johnny spoiler. I just, yeah, I just appreciate it. Like, hey guys, spoiler alert after. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and, rewind. Uh, ignore spoiler what we said, first, and then go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then some late breaking news that we what's funny is I left a, a space in the notes. We send these guys notes every week and we send them to each other about like prep time and like things we want to touch on and like whatever. Like a day or two before. Yeah. 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 I left a bullet open because I was like, oh, we'll have some extra news that Nick will bring or Adam or Dave will mention the story. Like five minutes before the show, Dave and I at the same time read the article about like Oh, Amazon is gonna buy the MGM catalog, <laughs> and I'm like scribbling it into our notes as fast as I can. Does MGM wow. own Bond? Right? Uh, they At own a lot point? of stuff. They have Robocop. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they have Robocop. So that, okay. Yeah. Amazon they have so much stuff. <laughs> yeah. Amazon yeah. Is Amazon is purchasing that from Sony, right? Because no, Sony, Sony owns. Maybe, Sony doesn't own the rights to MGM are really confusing. Hold on, you guys keep going. I got some background I got to deal with. Okay, no, you guys. I don't know. I think I think you might be right, but like the history of uh, ownership of MGM is swanky because I know like for a while uh, Warner Brothers had a big part, and I think they still own a big part of their catalog. And then like and Fox yeah. was in it. For United a while, Artists too. It was so United Artists also. 
Yeah, they, that's yeah. part of that. During so, the okay, yeah, I'm time. totally confused. I I thought that the MGM studio would hold the majority of the IP, but I guess it just splintered out to a bunch of different stuff. But if Sony isn't the main holder of MGM, did Amazon really buy all the MGM if they're dealing with a bunch of different people? I, I just I don't honestly don't know. know. Like, yeah, like I said, the, the history I mean, of like MGM is really confusing because like after the 90s, when they weren't it, doing so hot, that's like place. yeah. Yeah, like, MGM's had, for a had while, problems for a while. Up everything like like MGM was the big dogs for a while. They bought that's how they got the Orion uh, catalog. They got like the Hemdale catalog to Terminator. Like they got wow. a bunch of stuff, you know, oh, at wow. some point. And then so now whoever owns MGM owns all that stuff, you know. That's a that's a good market. It's a to wild have. night. Everybody has literally said their energy's off. You know, <laughs> Adam had a difficult phone call. Dave said he was falling asleep. Nick's camera wouldn't work. I had a, I had inv- I had invading sound I had to go deal with. What a crazy <laughs> night so far. Um, those are our headlines, folks. Just so another Monday. Yeah. Um, let's go to some uh, some special offers. We don't have any official ads, but we have some offers that are still open. Special offers to listeners that you can still take advantage of. Um, yeah, you can always get a free trial of Stars. There's a link on our website. I'll put it in the show notes as well. Free week on Stars movies. Check out what they're doing. You can so watch good. Acorn TV for free for 30 days, actually. You can check out what the BBC and Beyond has all across the board there. Killer mysteries and ghost shows and some comedies, whatever, what have you. Um, realpaper.com, if you need to order that shit paper, it's 25% off with our code BINGEWATCHERS. It's the name of our show. Go to realpaper.com and get your toilet paper fix, all right? 25% off. You can get three months of Amazon Music Unlimited, which is their premium music service, by going to getamazonmusic.com forward slash binge watchers. Somebody burped. You know they're listening to Amazon Music. We talked about Brendan Smells earlier. You can go and uh, listen to the Metalocalypse albums. I'm sure we're on there. I think. I mean, 70 million shows. Can't be wrong. All right, that's it for the messages. And now back to our podcast, which never stopped being in progress, even though I was gone for like two minutes. Um... <laughs> Tonight's feature presentation, The Wolf of Snow Hollow. It's about a stressed-out police officer who struggles not to give in to the paranoia that grips a small mountain town as bodies turn up after each full moon. And I would also add that Werewolf Fever actually extends to the police officers themselves. Yeah. And then, uh, Dave, I hope you brought the thunder tonight because this is a good fucking movie, brother. What else can you tell us about the filmmakers or the movie or whatever? All right, so I think maybe we should say this now so people don't have to rewind in here. Any from this point on out, I guess spoiler alert because this is a fairly new movie. <laughs> yeah, and you definitely need to spoil this movie to kind of talk about it, but right. definitely go watch it, guys, if you haven't. I I swear my life it's my Well, I mean, movie. I kept my mouth my trap shut for like a almost a year and I said you did. Or may I, know. Not, I said this may or may not include a werewolf. May yeah. or may not. Right. But no, but I never should... actually divulged one way or the yeah. other. Yeah, but but spoiler alerts this was my favorite movie of last year. Let's just say that. Go watch this movie, please. I All right. It. So I do have some facts going for this. So this is actually only the second feature for writer, director, actor, Jim Cummings. He's full package. Um, his first movie was Thunder Road, which is, was like just the year before this came out. And I highly suggest that one. I've actually watched that. A much different movie, but very good. Um, this is the final role for actor Robert Forster. And of course the movie was dedicated to him at the end. Um, yeah. So the producer, Matt Miller actually sent the script to Forster's agent, having worked with him on another project and the director Cummings, uh, Jim Cummings actually thought he was going to say no, but Forster actually accepted the role because he thought of it as 
a dramatic movie about a father's son relationship and complications mm. of age and health. So even though there's genre elements, he saw past that and saw like the, the core of the story. Um, unfortunately, this movie was uh, the victim of COVID. It was going to be released in theaters. and It did get released in some theaters, but it only made like a quarter of a million worldwide because of everything. So this could have been like a pretty decent sized hit if it got, actually got a big release. I um, think it was like April or May or March or something. Like it was like right in the beginning of COVID, right? Like when they were I shutting think, it no, actually, down. I, I thought it came yeah. out in like October. I'm working, so. the, I'm working the PR for this movie pretty hard. I wrote a blog article. I got the three <laughs> assholes on the show to watch this movie. I bought them a copy of the movie because I was like, you have to watch it no matter what. Peel your yeah. eyes open like the treatment on that other movie. What's it's that true. British movie Kubrick where they have to make you? Yeah, they force your eyes Clockwork open. Orange. Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Clockwork so, Orange. And, and, that's, and, and that's guaranteed to make you love a movie is having to force you to watch it over and over again like an English class assignment, right? So, so, <laughs> and then Dave didn't think the metaphor stuck, so I went and watched the voodoo special no, feature. And I hope, I I hope it's the same documentary that's on the DVD. Yeah, you said you missed an important no, no, part, no. and I was like, yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> You're like, I said that wasn't said, a fact. That said, wasn't a production fact. That is in the movie. That is an inter. That is in the movie no, no, itself. It's like, not I an got that from. I, I played the clip. I played. I so get that, a, but you clip. got that from the right, movie. Like my rule is the fact. getting real, guys. Stuff's getting real. There's a there's a behind the scenes clip. Okay, I'll say my piece, and then Dave can have his retort. Okay, so there's a behind the scenes clip of the director talking about their production, and he was explaining the similarities between how somebody goes through alcoholism and treatment, and the 30 day cycle of the werewolf, where the werewolf is going to wake up and have guilt over what happened, and may not be aware of what happened while they were in werewolf form, but then comes back. And on the human side, it has to deal with the fallout and was relating that to uh, the alcoholics process. And I was like, yeah, it's a great metaphor. And it makes sense. You watch the movie that clicks. And the director was talking about it as part of his design for the movie. And and Dave was like, well, I watched the special features and I didn't that didn't come across to me or that part didn't stick out. And I'm like, I'm. I was certain that I saw it and I didn't make it up. So then I went to the voodoo features and then I sent him a little video. I recorded me playing the. And he's still director's interview. No, no. Well, so now, I'll, now I'll here's his retort. It. I'll even turn my mic off. You, this is Dave's turn now. <laughs> okay, so I think there might be some confusion in what we're saying. I agree with that. I get that. What we were talking about is you're saying to put that into the facts of the show, but that is not a production fact. That is something that's in the movie, and I didn't actually need to see that. That is very well played out within the movie. When I'm looking for facts, I want something that I cannot get from the narrative itself, like. This and twice in the movie at meetings, he make, mentions about the beast inside and how alcoholism can bring that beast inside uh, out. So the, within the narrative, that fat that is already given. I didn't need to see a featurette to get somebody to tell me that. That would be like us having a discussion of Citizen Kane and me going, "Hey, did you know that the sled was uh, that Rosebud was a sled? I got that from the movie. That's you, you don't need to add say that again. <laughs> you know, that's how I feel. So I agree with all that." But it wasn't a production fact. You get that from the movie. Brilliant so cover, Dave. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's true. <laughs> no, it was good. Yeah. And now we lost John. John muted himself. Yeah, you're and now still he can't muted. Hear. Oh. Sorry, I'm back. <laughs> okay, so my final thought. Here's my final thought. Is uh, I don't know if we're saying the same thing or we're not on the same wavelength or something. But I'm saying like what I'm talking about is. The audience may not know what the filmmaker intends to do. And the filmmaker said he intentionally was touching in on something. And so 
to bring it to their attention, I think is okay to include in our trivia or information about the film segment. But Dave thinks it's supposed to be like maybe these hidden nuggets that nobody else can find or would be like, if you went to a trivia night, like, Hey, do you know this extra little, you know, did you know that the, the crying lady at the train station was the director's sister? You know, you know what I mean. Not, not that, not that you know that that her crying was you know a metaphor for something else or whatever. But like, well, because I think that's like a topic of discussion. Yeah, like I think we can talk about that because I do agree with it. I I do see the metaphor, and I picked that up in the movie's narrative because, like I said, twice in AA meetings, he makes the illusion of the beast coming out through alcohol. Mm Brilliant cover, Dave. <laughs> it's not a cover. That's just the jam. Uh, I love it. I love it. And then the second thing I was going to say before I realized that I was still muted was, yeah, we're going to go to our favorite bits. And we always start with Nick yep. and work our way to Adam. So, Nikki Lates, what's your favorite bit from the Wolf of Snow Hall? Well, you guys have been talking about a lot of other things. So I'm going to go to my favorite bit is I thought this was going to be a werewolf movie. No, and I didn't know it was going to be a guy in a werewolf costume. And now Nick is muted oh for a second gosh. because uh, I'm going to mute you too. Don't say, oh my gosh. All right. Now both Nick and Adam are muted because because <laughs> because Nick brought to everybody's attention that we haven't got to the movie yet. Instead of just going right into what he thought about the movie, he wants to make sure that everybody knows just how fucking sideways this episode has gone. <laughs> oh, man. It's as wild as the movie. All right, Nick, now it's your turn. I thought we spoiled the movie earlier. I, I don't know what, what I'm what I'm supposed to say. What do you mean? I don't know. What's your favorite bit? <laughs> no, I just was trying to tell you, and you muted me. Um, my favorite bit was that it was supposed to uh, – I thought it was a werewolf movie, and it wasn't a werewolf, I guess. Yeah. So it diverted <laughs> your expectations. It diverted my expectations, yes. It is I, got, a wolf I, got, I got distracted when uh, I got muted. I'm that's sorry. a wrap, guys. There's nothing else to really talk about now that he said that the killer's not really a werewolf. <laughs> well, we spoiled it, though. We said no oh we spoiling it, right? Yeah. Oh. All right. Who's next? All right. All right. I'll go. So, um, oh, man. I don't know. This movie is so. Uh, I got a few favorite bits, but I'll just focus on. Um, there's a montage in the beginning. Um, first of all, this movie is 84 minutes and it feels like an epic. Like they pack a lot into this movie. Definitely. Um, but the, but the first, I don't know. There's a first montage when like he's first starting to investigate and this guy's performance, Jim Cummings, the main, the main actor, like you, you see on his face, like the moment he meets with his ex-wife and then for the next five minutes, it's just like a montage of frustration. And like, I just I deal with anger issues myself, you know, to get real, but not too real. But like, I just, I saw in his face, like I, I know that inner frustration of like holding it together. Like you just want to tear somebody's head off, you know? So like that, that guy's performance and then the montage of frustration is just like ring so true to anybody who just wants to tell everybody to fuck off and leave me alone. Kind of a thing. Adam. <laughs> uh, well, you know, this was a werewolf movie. I don't know what movie Nick was watching. No, uh, no. It, like, it, it, uh, I, I, I got uh, muted, so my point got <laughs> muted. He's muted again. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love the power of being used judiciously. I love it. Okay, so what I loved about this movie is that the movie's performances feel real. This is not a genre movie. This is a regular movie that happens to be a genre movie, not a genre movie that's trying to be a real movie. 
it the performances were grounded they felt realistic the relationships i believed in i thought i was watching as if i were actually in the scene so that aside uh, i something i love a lot in the movie is when he's he's reached this point it's supposed to be we've supposed to i've already reached a resolution and he's been over at some guy's house and he says the wrong thing and he asks him to stand up i oh, love that part God. of the movie and 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 that little i watched i went i went back and i watched it three times just to be like is that as good as i just felt like it was and every time mm-hmm. i watched it it was just as good uh It was just that little turn of I know and you know and I don't know. It was good. And uh, his reaction in that moment is is great. The the cop because he's just like, yeah, like it's just like such a Mm. subtle moment. It's not grandiose. (laughs) (laughs) Jim Cummings is so brilliant. He's able to downplay things in the right way and in 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 a realistic way, right? And so I think uh, with further viewings of the film, I'm going to see more about what he's doing and, and get more out of it every time. And that's, that's the sign of it being like, I, I want di- to, I just want to say it's a real film, you know, well, you know what I mean? I'm not saying like somebody that's makes what I was trying to, That's what I was trying to say before I got muted. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, forget, I was never able to get that point across because I got N- muted. N- nice just cover, sure. Nick. Yeah, no, no, that was. But, but you're right, though. Again, um, I'm going to keep saying it as many times. I might have to buy you guys copies to get you to watch it. But his first movie, Thunder Road, is very much a drama. So, like, this guy I, wa- doesn't come from genre roots. So, you're right. I mean, I think he just thought a, a great story that just so happens to have genre elements. Sure. I liked his look. You know, he's just, he seems like a nice guy, but he gave himself no, normal a dude or whatever. I don't yeah. want to be uh, over prepared for my favorite bits, but I got a whole printout. <laughs> oh Jesus! Can we oh mute God. John at this point? I want to tie like, in. Can we we mute him, or keep, can we talk over yeah. him? Or? <laughs> I want to. I want to tie into what. What I'll start off by just tying into what Dave and and well, all three of you really said, but what Adam said about it feeling like a real situation, and what Dave said about the uh, director playing the lead, the horrendous stress that he's under as the sheriff and waiting that feels very potent. So he's doing a great job in the portrayal mm-hmm. and also in the storytelling. Um, but Robert Forster is great playing the retired sheriff who's suddenly like overwhelmed with gruesome series of homicides as he has a health problem. He says like dementia or something, right? Heart. Um, AFib. Mur- oh, AFib like a heart, murmur. heart situation. Yeah. And then, but we didn't talk about the lead female detective who's quirky. She's like an introvert, Ricky but she has a keen home. eye. Yeah. In one scene, she puts on her, her PJs has a gun tucked into her waistband and she's eating noodles with chopsticks while studying the crime scene photos. Right, <laughs> so like let that paint a picture for you. And it, yeah, yeah. Ricky Lonholm, who was from Knives Out, uh, the camera work reminds me of that movie Angst. It's really tight, claustrophobic, but it especially it they take a lot of time with the victims, which is really unique. You don't see that in a lot of horror movies, like the ski instructor, right, that gets creeped out by somebody eyeballing her at the ski lodge before she gets killed. Yeah, um, and then when it's yeah. not claustrophobic, you feel like very distant or isolated from, from what's, what's happening, which is really weird. There's two contrasts, like either you're really intimate or you're really far away, like from the killer's perspective, I guess. Um, my favorite scene is probably when the detectives are all sitting together and debating whether or not they're actually experiencing a real werewolf running about town, killing people. Cause there's like what, four or five detectives at the table and three of them are convinced that there's a real werewolf in town. 
That, that yeah. was what I was trying but, to say earlier. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> but I got uh, commuted. <laughs> yeah, it seems like we God. just kicked him in the nuts. <laughs> just claim everybody else's yeah. points already. That, that's, what's, that's the title of this episode. That's, that's what a, I was trying to say earlier. I was, that's what I was trying to say, but can I, no one would but let me Did talk. you guys notice like the, the killer interacts with everybody off screen before they get killed? Mm-hmm. And like there's like a curiosity there with the camera. I don't know. But the, also, the everything that happens in the third act seems pretty plausible. I wrote that down as my last note. And that I think everybody should watch the movie. I mean, I, again, I'm doing really hard press on this movie. Like, I got paid for it. I'm not. I didn't get paid. Uh, it's not a Paramount movie. Um, we don't have any deals on the table. Uh, so, and we're not giving anything away. We don't have, well, we, I guess we could theoretically give somebody a copy of this movie if they if they really wanted it. But that would definitely take like six five star reviews, and not Jim. Go fuck yourself, Jim. Uh, not <laughs> yeah, the Captain Jim. Kirk. Wait, I should clarify. Jim, who lives in the UK somewhere, not Jim, who made the movie, because obviously we love the movie. But they're both named James, anyway. Hmm. Um, what else is going on? I guess I should go back to the rest of my notes here. You know what? Also, metaphorically, what happened to Nick was like if you're playing little league and somebody took his baseball bat away and he's up to bat. So is that what it felt like? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's like, why did I get sidelined? It's all good. Oh. Because you're interrupting. I got to oh. talk about this other movie that's coming out from Film Rise. Um, we got a screener, an advanced screener of this movie called Drunk Bus. So Film, Film Rise is going to release this movie on the 21st. It's about this kid named Michael. He's a graduate from uh, college recently. He gets His plans get derailed when his girlfriend leaves him for a job in New York City. And then he gets a job with the bus service as a security guard to watch over the night shift. And he, he comes face to face with a uh, pineapple, a 300 pound punk Samoan rocker who challenges him to get his life kicked in the ass to break up from the loop and start living or risk driving in circles forever. That's like a coming of age story. It won a, a top prize at a film festival recently. And it's got one of the kids from uh, the movie Ozarks. Um, that's that. <laughs> That's the mention. <laughs> like, uh, I after watching this movie, uh, I don't want to relive college, and I don't even want to think about college mistakes. Like, yeah, the the kid is stuck in a rut in this movie, and but he's going through like what everybody experiences, like I guess in their twenties or whatever. It makes me think, wow. Yeah, I don't know if I like teenagers. I don't know if I like college people. Whatever. I mean, I'm a miser. It definitely like it personifies that like post college blaze of like what the fuck am I gonna do for the rest of my life or how am I gonna get a like a, a job oh, that fulfills shit. me all, all that you know millions like that of first movies apartment on Mentone yeah. Avenue right Dave <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, shit it's uh, wonderfully shot I mean it's a beautiful looking film and I thought the performances were uh, a lot of fun but I wanted to say how it affected me emotionally. And uh, well, Pineapple's uh, a know, real dude. He's from Austin, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I just wanted to say that. that. Is he? Oh, oh, wow. oh yeah. he would have to be a real guy. Like, hey, we need you yeah. to pierce, you know, the, yeah. whatever this area is, so you can stick your tongue out for that one scene. Now, that was just like <laughs> they knew the guy and they wrote it in. That's the, or I don't know how that manifested. Maybe we get the filmmaker at some point, but um, it really want it made me want to live my life to the fullest. And the reason Wait, it made Adam, me you want me to tell that story about the filmmakers coming on the show? Uh, oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we're gonna be we would be able to get that guy. I don't know. Are, are we gonna get that guy? 
Well, you just made me think of something. Anyway, I'll oh, let okay. you finish your point. Sorry for interrupting. Okay. No, I'll no, it's myself. fine. So the let me know when you're done. So, okay, yeah, yeah. So the reason it did that is because he has to break rules in order to figure out where the line is in life for who he needs to be. Cause he's not making, he's like introverted and he's not reacting in a way that will lead him to make breakthroughs in life. So he could live his life to the fullest. And he's, is, you know, big Samoan friend pineapple it has convinced him to do some things that are naughty, right. And break the rules and, 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 you know, it doesn't matter. It's a game, play it. And then he starts to play the game and understand where he fits in the world. And uh, watching that it's, it was fun to see someone break out of the cast that you put yourself in. And for me, it was, you know, inspiring, you know, because I'm in a rut and this movie is helping me. <laughs> Sorry. You mean to say plays the game of life? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what did I say? So, so anyway, I'll tell the story about the filmmakers. I called Adam. I was, I was kind of frustrated actually. Cause like the PR girls, she's cool. Like she does her job really hard her job is to like beat the drum until, the filmmakers get booked on the show, right? And mm-hmm. um, she's connected to that other dude, Zach, we had on the show, and he was cool. He participated, like he, was a nice he came guy. on, he played yeah. the game. He knows we have a format, and that's the thing. Like, we're not a show that has to survive off of celebrity interviews, and we're not an interview show that like they don't have content unless they have an interview. We're like doing our own thing, and that's the content. And we have a format, and we're kind of sticking to it. And we have nights that we record, so it's not like we meet up the same night. We have these plans to discuss the movie of the week, and it's more like a panel show. You know, they have things on like film festival nights on like IFC channel or like Turner Classic Movies or AMC where it's like we're going to watch Halloween 4 and here's them to talk about Halloween 4. They all watch the movie. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what I mean? Like here's our panel yeah. of experts or whatever. and They're going to talk about the movie as opposed yeah. to we're only interviewing the director of Halloween 2. Don't even bring up Halloween 4 and only ask him questions about Halloween 2. By the way, he's going to tell you about his new movie coming out. Eh, blah, 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 blah. And you got to hit all these points. And then like, you're like locked into this whole thing where you can't have any fun. And uh, yeah. they're like, they're like, um, you guys record on such a, like you guys record on Monday nights. Can you guys just record on Wednesdays? Cause the actors aren't available. Maybe the directors aren't available, but you got to do it on a Wednesday night at this time. And that time, like, Oh no, we've been down this road before. It's a dark road. Remember guys, <laughs> like we, we, we've, been, we've been stuck in this situation before. We're not. Some, not some people are again. just nuts. Yeah. 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 And not to toot our horn, but I guess I will because podcasters have to speak up for themselves, especially when they're not invited to award shows. Uh, there's no reason to have celebrities if that's not even the show. That's not the point of the show. It's not like Entertainment Tonight or like uh, Conan O'Brien or something. It's not that. It's not that fucking show. Like they yeah, can we're come more on. intimate. Come yeah, into our world. Come and want. They have to. It's basically like come and watch the movie with us, and then also tell us about what you're up to. That's fine. You we're more than happy to listen to like what you're working on, but we also want to know what your opinion is of. Return of the Living Dead, or whatever the movie of the week is, you know. So, does that make sense, guys? Or am I just full yeah. of shit? They could have no, just came on and sense. made up that they watched the movie and invented their enjoyment of fictional scenes that they came up with on top top of their head, and uh, that would be that would be inside of our format, and we could be like, "That's ah, I don't remember that in the movie," and then we just continue on, and that sure. would I didn't realize that that this was the team uh, that was uh, re- making requests that were outside our format, but. Sorry to hear that. I, I wish. I hope that... <laughs> <laughs> look, look, how, look how Adam keeps his bridges intact. <laughs> He's like, well, I know Johnny really burned his bridges, but not Adam. Call me. I'll I'm just saying. Call me up. I'm just saying it's a good film. <laughs> so 
I'm going to give you a little bit more of a break, but you know, look, hmm. maybe this isn't the podcast they wanted to be on. Otherwise they would have, they would have looked it over and said, Oh, we can do that. We can watch a movie and, and be on Monday night. No, they thought their time was more valuable. I don't give a shit about any particular actor. I think we're as good as they are or not, or maybe even better. Like we're not going to do this thing where like we treat them like royalty or put them on a pedestal. Right. Right. Those times are over. Like we're at this point where I don't even think we need award shows. I mean, the Oscar just proved that. Yeah, like, I we think we're on this we point where like, hey, we're on the same level. Do you want to play this fun, you know, podcast game with us? You know, and we'll Dave's banter really quiet. About Either his wheels are spinning or he disagrees. <laughs> so let's find out. No, I just I just don't have a strong opinion one way or the other. So I'll just let you two Ooh. hammer that out. Such a politician. I don't have a strong opinion on this subject. I don't. I mean, if I did, hmm. then I'll. I'll just say, fine, if you want an opinion. I mean, if the times work out and it's a great, like, somebody that'll work for the show, like, sure, why not, you know? Unless they're, like, some I big mean, I mean, if we got we an really A-list want. or, like, I mean, if, like, Steven Spielberg said, like, hey, I'll do your show, like, I'll bend over. But, I mean, well, wait, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but you can. <laughs> okay. Wow. Dave has been auditioned. Yeah, I was going to say, now we know how Dave got into Jurassic Park 7. <laughs> I know, right? The first clue is his name was Stave. Uh, Steven. Steven. <laughs> Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Steven Steven's cousin. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> I know, I was wondering Steven. who Steven was. I was like confused. Yeah. Yeah. Which Steven brings Spielberg. us to our staff picks. Let's see what Steven Sorry, Spielberg Dave. would pick. He's not on the show tonight. Neither is Steven, his cousin, but we do have <laughs> the opinions of Nick, Dave, and Adam to enjoy. So. Did anybody watch anything else besides what we had to watch for this show that we just did? I, I did. I, mean, I watched. I watched Piranha too. The spawning. Remember that, that one? one? They fly, do they fly through the air in that one? Yes, it was James Cameron's first movie, technically. Yeah, and <laughs> it, it, it's not the best, and but you can see where he is going to become a like. It's like the foreshadow of him becoming a great underwater photographer and etc like you can see where like it's planting the seeds for abyss or whatever he's going to do in the future with the avatar movies etc it, it was it was interesting to watch but it, i wouldn't recommend it no but i but i did pick it this week yeah <laughs> oh my i watched gosh. it but i don't recommend it so <laughs> I, I know but, i shouldn't watch it that's beautiful. why i said like yeah don't don't watch it but i, I beautiful I mean, endorsement if you want to this, see james cameron's first this episode movie, is kind of like an anti-episode yeah, we're, yeah it really we're is like yeah. dissecting every single segment like yeah, but we're, not we're really. Like, <laughs> yeah, do it, but don't. Yeah. All right. If you love James Cameron, watch it, I guess. Yeah. All yeah, right. Dave. All right. Um, I'll be I, I actually have two movies. I'll just be quick about them that I do want you to see. Two different puppet movies, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I don't need to tell you much about uh their street gang, uh how we got to Sesame Street. It's a history of Sesame Street. That's if, if you like Sesame Street, watch it. You'll be in tears. You'll fall in love with the movie. I did. It's my favorite movie I've seen so far this year. Is it a much different documentary. You watched Benny Loves You. You watched Benny Loves You, didn't you? Yes, I you did. watched Benny Loves You. Yeah. <laughs> did you see it? I know did of it. Watch? And I, but when you said, I, watched, I, I just know exactly what you're watching. I, it's, okay. So <laughs> Benny Loves You, real quick, looks like Elmo, but kills like Chucky. <laughs> like it, it is a guy's thing. Benny I'm Loves You. Fred, ex- Yes, think of Drop Dead Fred, uh, you know, like an imaginary friend that kills for you, even though you don't want it to. Um, the, the animation in this movie, like, it looks like a marionette with the strings and the person taken out. Like, the, the animation on the puppet just made, like, is made to look jerky, and it's fucking hilarious because of that. Like, 
they worked on a small budget and they knew how to work things just right. Um, it's and it's no. very gory. So if that's your thing, you want to see a puppet kill a lot, check out Benny Loves You. <laughs> it's a rental right now. It was fun, Adam. Okay, so uh, I was gonna say I watched a very challenging film about what it advertised itself as entrepreneurship, and I was like, hey, the narrative about somebody succeeding that came up from nothing. But it's called The White Tiger. It's on Netflix and it's about, you know, uh, an Indian guy that's trying to break out of the caste system by a lot allying himself with a more powerful family that's in a higher <laughs> caste than he is. Uh, and I'm already how sleeping. He... <laughs> You've already put me to sleep. Oh, sorry. Uh, maybe that's you don't okay. know about the horrors of the caste system. And the movie is actually really challenging. Uh, the decision. I'm gonna read made. a sort of Shannara while you continue your review of this. It's movie. from the guy who did 99 Homes, John. So you know, I, don't know. I actually no, saw I, it. I, it was really good. It was really good, and I recommend if you want to see a challenging movie about someone has to do dirty deeds in order to get what they need done in the world. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's a good character necessarily because he he does some. That's bad where you start. Me. That's where you but. start. You want to see? No, I didn't. I didn't want to start there. Dirty deeds. No, but that's where you start. start there. Let me start at the end. Like I'm not Johnny Spoiler. That's what Johnny Spoiler does. <laughs> spoiler alert! I've already given the spoiler. Sorry. I'm learning from you, John. <laughs> Glad I could be a good teacher. What did you watch? Every week. I didn't watch anything. What? Good night, folks. Thanks for joining. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> it's probably there's some old movie that you've seen. You know, you watched an episode of Flight of the Concords. <laughs> I uh, I consumed, I binge watched the first season of Mystic Quest on Apple TV, and then started the second season. And that's a rather useless show, made by one of the creators or two of the creators from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. No, the I only well, yeah. Oh. I was looking for. I was oh, wondering if that was going to be good. I guess I know not to give my time to it now. I love that show. <laughs> the yes. only two things is I don't know the name of the actor, but he plays cricket and all of a sudden in Philadelphia, he gets more screen time as the, one of the main characters. Oh, than the this. main guy. Yeah. So if you want more of him, but he's not as quirky in this one. He's more of a straight character, and then like straight as in like straight or wacky, you know, like the we old know. comedy do. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then um, F. Murray Abraham plays the writer on the show, and so. He's oh, wow. really great, and he's still alive, and he is great in the part that they have him cast in. He's brilliant, actually. He's supposed to be like a 1970s um, Nebula award-winning sci-fi writer who's like got all the quirks of a guy who's way outdated, right? Like he's, I mean, um, he'd be—he's a lawsuit ready to happen. Every everything that comes out of his mouth, but he's so confident in the way he delivers everything, you you just go along with it. And thank goodness uh, it, he's still alive. Yeah, I mean, the show is about a, co- a a video game company, right? Mm. They launch like an expansion of their popular video game, and it's about like the video game industry. But I don't know, take it or leave it. I mean, it's not See, as good kinda, as it. You kind of got me intrigued again by F. Murray Abraham. <laughs> yeah, he's the reason to watch I, it because he's I thought great. He was dead at this point. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I rewatched Amadeus recently. I'm like, oh man, he's such a he's a good actor that didn't really get he really is that much. Yeah, yeah. he brings it. What was that movie he was in with uh, Gary Busey where they hunt people? Ice T's in it. Oh, oh surviving, surviving the game. game? F. Murray Abraham's yeah. in that movie. Yeah, he Pretty is. Sure. That's a great. Yeah. That's a great Dang. movie. Hell you know yeah. what, Adam? Instead of the Melting Man, that should have been your staff pick last week. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. You didn't love Melting Man? Come on, John. 
Well, anyway, so if you're looking for coming attractions, um, Nick is actually going to be skipping out again. He's off to Austin next week, so he'll be back what? in like two weeks for mm-hmm. Summer Slash, actually. And I had left Dave. Dave was supposed to tell us about Summer Slash, but um, I've already mentioned oh, well. it. So, well, you just mentioned it. I guess I just I'm mentioned it. Yeah, all Dave had to bring up was that in two weeks. But I I got to it excitedly. So we have a summer long horror movie marathon. It's called Summer Slash. This is our third year out. There's official merch already. There's actually a T-shirt that's available. It's off the fans want to go get the T-shirt early. It's on sale this weekend. Grab it. Take a look at it. Get an advantage. Thirty percent off. Get the T-shirt. And uh, and in two weeks we'll start jamming like twelve weeks of horror movies down your throat because the binge watchers are going back to hell. That's the how we're going to describe this experience. <laughs> but hell, uh, I, I sincerely think this is our best all around season yet. I really do. Like we, we we can vouch for all the most of these movies. <laughs> at least like you know. Hmm. Although, and you know, also talking, keeping, we're keeping some of our co-hosts in the dark. Actually, only I, Dave has seen the list. I don't even know what's right. going on. Yeah, I know. I keep mentioning because I just yeah. want to make them feel jealous, but I don't think. It and I think we're only going to give you like a day and a half to watch it, or two days. We won't even give mm. you. Good luck. <laughs> that might be tough. <laughs> <laughs> with Talk kids, I'm, with kids, that might be hard for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. He's got to watch it in fifteen minute chunks yeah. over a week. <laughs> yeah, I can't watch the movie as with a kid. Probably, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. Like well, just check the rating. Double check yeah, yeah. the rating. So like much mute, mute. <laughs> uh, you get one of the special TVs that mutes it for you. But check this out. Or, or by the uh, Utah I just, edited version, right? Yeah. We're ta- yeah. We're talking so much trash about you and you're gone this time. Oh, I can't wait. I so can't much wait. trash. It's going to be just trash talk, Nick. Cheers Nicky Lake that. is going to be that. destroyed for his lack of participation. Bring leaving us on. hanging? Bring How much head, heads up do we even get when you're leaving? Like I... It's family trips. I never know. Mm-hmm. It's random. I got about a week notice. Yeah, but had to take advantage. I'm going to Austin and SeaWorld. I don't. I don't know. I'm traveling I mean, the that, world. I'm traveling cool the world and yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, with kids. You know, you're yeah. gonna be missing out on the podcast. I'm just saying. <laughs> I would do it from a hotel, but there'd be kids like climbing on me. Probably it'd, it'd be a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, hey guys, uh, stuff got real. <laughs> we talked about a wolf things got crazy we talked about piranhas uh adam got crazy john got crazy check us out on uh ig and all that stuff and uh this nigga t saying late in christmas sliders accent but not quite like that, was weird. that was weird it was like an irish christian slider. i don't know what that was yeah but what i want oh, to know is are you what? gonna finish what you started Who's that? Christian Slater and uh, oh, wait, Robin. Yeah. Oh, shoot. That was. I was like, fuck me. He cleared it. I was like that line. But what I want to know is, I don't know how you do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was actually really good. That was actually really good. I just, my impersonation is of you. I like it. I like <laughs> it. No, I like it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Have you do it more? <laughs>